Welcome to Reality Redemption. I'm MJ and, and I'm Snow and we got funk the funk up this morning before Ooh. the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the help of one of our friends, Peter Grumbles and his Bootsy's Delta Funk spices and sauces. Yeah, we finally got Peter on. Hey, how you doing, Peter? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I've I've been uh, following your podcast since inception, and um, I'm a big fan of both of y'all, uh, especially uh, Snow. Um, you know, uh, anybody that's a a teamster always has a special place in my heart, and I actually have a really good teamster story. Um, one of my in my former life, I, I was a operative, and one of the campaigns I worked on was a raise the wage campaign. And um, we went to Pittsburgh, and we were I was working with uh, uh, United Food Commercial Workers at the time on this campaign. And what the whole focus of the campaign was was to convince Walmart to raise the wage from seven dollars an hour up to twelve. You know, um, so which it, needs it was, to be done probably still. Well, it, they they've yeah. done it. I mean, they, they've actually they've made a really good commitment to it. But this was okay. back in the dark ages. When they were just like, hell no, we're going to pay our people as least amount of as money as possible. And um, so we were there. Uh, the, the service industrial workers uh, were there. And um, we're all out in Pittsburgh, and we're in front of this uh, this corporate store for Walmart. And we're, we're kind of doing this marching as a show of solidarity of the workers that went on strike. And all of a sudden, um, the Teamsters come. And they didn't just come alone, but they <laughs> they come. Well, you might not know it. <laughs> they, they do. It. They have a fucking presence. They come a lot, you know. So, um, so th right next to Pittsburgh is the Allegheny Allegheny County plant. Okay. And that is where they make uh, the Mack trucks. Okay. And so there was a row, like you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like the ground starts shaking. And you're like, what is that? And you see this row upon row of Mack trucks coming. And there's, like, Teamsters marching with their Fucking banners. Fucking Teamsters. And, 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 well, and there's police officers out there. And they're just like, holy shit. You know? and, and, like, all the horns come on. I mean, it was like, it's like that. It was like the... Uh, that scene in like Lord of the Lord of the Rings when they blow the horn, you know, and <laughs> all the torches light, and they, you know, it, it was probably like the 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 the, the Moni, It was like a, you know the Battle of Helm's Deep when Gandalf shows up. You know, these guys are just rolling with these with these semi these Mack trucks that are shaking the ground, and they blow these horns, and the windows start rattling and stuff yeah. like that, and it was just like the coolest thing ever. So, That's so awesome. I love my brothers and sisters. In solidarity, you all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they were they were they were great people. I worked with the eight seven eight in Little Rock and um, they were fantastic partners. Oh, and Little Rock is right where like Walmart headquarters is, isn't it? Or no way. It's ac uh, it's actually in um, Benton. Uh, Be oh, that's it's right. Benton, it's been in Arkansas. Okay. I, I've had, um, I've been to a few protests there. Um, dogs were present. There's a large, large police force. That's where they have the corporate shareholders meeting every year. Oh, okay. So, okay. So it was kind of a slow news week um, this week. Uh, <laughs> yes. As you just got some news coming on. Yeah, I got, got, got nothing would, to wear. would you call it slow though this week? <laughs> 
No. I mean... This was a heavy week. Uh, this is probably the heaviest week for America. Let, let's start off with the good news that happened. I mean, oh, yeah, Because yeah. it started off it started off good. And we didn't even get to celebrate, man. Well, but we, we have we, the 20th. We, no, we, had well, about, we can wait till the 20th. We had about two hours where we were kind of like, awesome, we got the same. yes! Like, I was crying my liberal tears. I've been collecting them in jars if any conservatives want to taste them. Now they are tears of joy, though. I, I must warn you. <laughs> you know, so I uh, picked up uh, two seats in the Senate from Georgia. Um, Yay! Raphael Warnick and John Ossoff. Yay! Oh, and uh, you, got, you got an email from one of them, didn't you? I got an email from both of them. Thanking me. And guess what I did not get at the end of the email? And ask for a donation like you do, like I hear you do from like uh, 45. I He's always trying to get more money. No, this was just a straight up email. And it was talking about how we're going to work together and bring everyone together. And we're going to get like the um, stimulus out to the people who fucking need it. Who have been waiting too long. So I cannot wait for the 20th because people need their fucking $2,000. All right. There are people who are suffering. And and the only other thing I'm going to say is that it was the best $250 I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, then suddenly it all went just absolutely batshit nuts after that. Yeah. Uh I couldn't believe that I, I lived in America. I, I, I have never seen anything like that in my life. I don't think it's happened since, like, the British or whatever. Isn't it, like, 1812? Is that the date? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they, burned the, they burned the capital down in 1812. Yeah. Yeah. So... so the only time it's been breached since. So. But... And let's, let's make this clear. So, the British... Burnt down the American mm -hmm. capital. Mm -hmm. Right. So the folks who stormed the capital, certainly yeah. you were not acting as Americans. I'm just going to tell you that. I mean, like, you were behaving like another country's citizen. When I saw the shops, I was at work all day, and, it wasn't, and I had people texting me, and they were like, oh, have you seen what's going on? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm catching little bits and pieces of it, you know, and I was just really work focused on work. And then um, since the election, I've been trying to purge myself of like because I was on such a diet of 24 hour political feed. And I've just kind of like gotten back into like my Rolling Stones content. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, that's what I'm going to, you know, no more. I'm going to listen to, you know, with if it's not your podcast, I'll, I'll listen to like. Um, you know, no more uh, political podcast, but I'll listen to like you know just you know my music on Spotify or something like that or Pandora. Totally like, feel you. I, I, I got home and then I saw the saw the, the the pictures and my first the first image I thought of was um, that this looked it reminded me of like an like an embassy being sieged, you know, over in in like Iraq, you know, um, yeah, or Iran. So somewhere where I, there's complete like, turmoil happening, you know, like where things are really fucked up and haven't been right for a long fucking time. I mean, that's what I felt like. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was heartbreaking. And, and I, I, it just gets, I think it's getting worse and worse as more details come out. Um, 
I think the uh-huh. the fact that they found incendiary devices throughout the Capitol, um, that some guy had Molotov cocktails in his truck, and then the the one that's most disturbing is the guys with the flex cuffs, uh, zip ties that were running around. Um, and those things really only have one purpose, and that's to secure people with if you're going to take them as prisoner, you know. Um, and so, yeah, that's just bad. Yeah, what would have happened if Nancy Pelosi was actually in her office at the time? No shit. Yeah. At least that guy yeah. got arrested. And and also they, they murdered a police officer. I mean, the, the yeah. investigation is still going, but it's been said that the reason that that guy had to go to the um, hospital was because he got his head bashed in or something and blood yeah. clots on the brain. Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, they beat him with a fire extinguisher, right. which is never right. good, you know. Um, no, you're probably so, um, not going to survive that. And yeah. it's like, I thought you got, I thought y'all loved the police. I mean, what's... For Brian Sicknick. I don't even think they know what they're doing. And now they're going to spend yeah. the rest of their lives in prison. I, it was, um, I think, Trey Crowder... Uh, he called it the classic uh, example of what happens when a dog finally catches the car. You know, I love that they guy. Just, they, just, <laughs> they just had no idea what to do. You know, they were like, "Yeah, we're in the Capitol," and like I, I've been to DC. I've worked in DC. Um, I think um, you knew that there was never any chance that they were going to catch anybody because there's tunnels underneath the Capitol, uh, and there's a train system, and, and and they just go down into the tunnels, and then they're in the train and they're gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think, um, you know, there's a couple things that are really disturbing. One of them is the fact that you see guys marching with, um, we stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021 shirts. And you're like, these guys had time to make shirts. Like, why weren't we better prepared? Right. This, you know? And, and yeah. that's, that's what was most upsetting, too, is like, so they've, they even have the proof of that. And the fact that mm-hmm. everyone knew they were there for a few days. I'm sorry, but where was the National Guard? Where was the tear gas? Where was the rubber bullets? Yeah. Where was the knee on the neck? Where was all that yeah. shit? Where was that? Could you imagine if that was during the Black Lives Matter protest, what would have happened? Yeah. And, it, and, and I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of people's right to protest. I think that's right. really essential right, yeah. to our Constitution. All of us are. However... Um, you know, this wasn't, this was pandemonium. You know, they, they just, they broke they in, go, I, they looted. They've yeah, got pictures yeah. of them with the podium and everything. It's like you guys even incriminated yourselves. You, it, like they're right. stupid on top of all of it. And, and the, and, and if you've ever been to DC, um, it's a beautiful place. Uh, you know, that's where the, the Smithsonian is. That's where our capital is. The reflecting pool. There's so much history there. You know, it's the, it's okay. the head of our country. I like and, the Abraham Lincoln I, thing too. The yeah, Lincoln the Memorial. Memorial. The, yeah, the Jefferson Memorial. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's all there. And the and Teamsters it, building them, is on is not far yeah. from there either. <laughs> I went no, there. No, it's yeah, yeah. The AFL CIO headquarters. Um, you know, the um, all of them. They're all there. I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of there's some comments about um, well you know what this is just what happens at any protest you know this isn't like a Starbucks stand up you know or a pop up you know what I mean this this isn't like you know oh somebody came in and looted like the the, the subway uh, the subway store and stole some loaves of bread you know this is a sacred institution that is not only the seat of our country's power but also the symbol in um, 
it was really sad. It, it would be like the equivalent of somebody going into like, um, you know, uh, some some temple in uh, Egypt and just like destroying the place. You know, um, right? So. Yeah, it's, it's, I was in Washington once, and um, it's back when Ted Kennedy was a senator, and I saw him speaking in front of a bunch of reporters, and I started going up the yeah. steps because um, I he was my representative. I wanted to hear what he what he was saying. I was in Washington. Hey, this is cool. Ted Kennedy right there in front of me. And I was stopped halfway up the steps by armed security. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just want to hear him. Uh, let me see your press credentials. I'm like, I don't have any. Well, you can't be here. How would they, how are they allowed yeah. for this to happen? Yeah, um, I, I think there's, there's gotta be, I, I think there's going to be a lot of investigation. Um, yeah. On to, to the TikTok of how this happened. I saw the Washington Post story where they kind of put it together. It seemed like um, one side of the building, the cops were just letting them come in and weren't stopping anybody. Um, it, it, I, it, it seems to be there's some reports that there was some coordination um, that they not only did they go in um, and break into the building, but they went to the parliamentarian. There's two parliamentarians um, in each in the in the Senate and also in the Congress, and they went back into those areas and looted the place and destroyed it. Um, they made off with a um, computer server and and several computers. Yeah, I uh, heard that too. Which which is also weird. I mean, that's just not something like, oh, hey, look what I found. You know, I mean, that's like. And and and, and if you've ever been there, it's easy to get lost because it's a very large place. And I know staffers that have been there for several years, and they still don't know where to find the parliamentarian's room. So the fact that they kind of made it, we're able to make a beeline into that area, um, and also just for you know um, a security. Uh, you know, one of the other projects I worked on was um, I was a, a fellow with the uh, Truman National Security Project, and um, you know this would have been really easy for you know a foreign actor, you know whether it's from Russia or from. Iran or from China to kind of blend in and then be able to go in and, and, and hit some of these places. Um, right. You know, and I, I don't want to get too 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 like the you know, like the series Homeland. Conspiracy theories, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's 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 um. You but know, I have one. Just a, yeah, I mean, I I just have a quick question about that whole um, the computer server thing. Wouldn't somebody have had to have told them where that was? I mean, how would how would you know right where to go? Like, to get I don't that. know. I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, again, like, and I don't want to get sharing, conspiracy you, either, but yeah. I, I think, I think there's going to be, um, I think probably a long investigation. I hope there is to see if there was any coordination and if there were people that were on the inside, whether it's with the police or whether it's with other congressmen, the Democrat, Republican, um, I think they, that they absolutely should be held accountable. Well, what about holding accountable? What about the words that the president was saying? right before that happened. He said that he was going to be marching with them. Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, Ted Cruz, um, Paul Gosar, they were all making these incendiary comments. All the lunatics. So here's my question for that. Since Since you are a lawyer, I've been thinking about this and, you know, and we're also, we were also just recently discussed conspiracies and now I have a new one because I'm like, I'm trying to figure out now if, like, Donald Trump is Kaiser Soze and he is going to verbal kint his ass out of this, like, claim insanity on all this shit. And, like, they're kind of handing it to him because they keep saying he's mentally unfit, which he is. 
he is fucking mentally ill, but is he going to get off on all this stuff? Like, it, I mean, is he not going to be able to be held responsible for anything that he's ever done? Um, the people, the people that I'm listening to are, are like, you know, for one of them is like James Carville, who taught law at, at LSU, uh, Louisiana State University. Um, and of course, you know, he was, he was a former boss of mine. Go Tigers! Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the Raging Cajun. I have family I, I, that he, like that school too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things he points out is just it really depends on our stomach for these things. Um, one of the, 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 the things that I think Trump has done is he really wants to make it um, – clear that if we try to hold him accountable in any type of legal way that he could just snap his fingers and his people will go out there and cause a bunch of chaos and so it's kind of the the old uh, question of is the juice worth the squeeze um i i think that he really overplayed his hand um and i think you're gonna see um the the, indi- the one thing that i would watch is to see what a lot of the state um attorney generals do um, and, and you've already seen where they've been, the FBI is tr- like overnight has been tracking a lot of these guys down. Um, they've identified the two people uh, that had the zip ties. Um, one of them is a former um, Air Force, uh, like he was an Air Force captain. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the other guy was just a random bartender from Nashville. You know? um, <laughs> I'm going so, with you. Uh, I'm out of work. Yeah, you know, well, the COVID's he, here. He, so. he was there with his mom. You know, so you've got this bartender even better and head to toe yeah camo and he then he's got his mom that's there with him and she's got like a um a, a plate carrier you know vest on and she probably had to drive him like rittenhouse's mom well I'm, I'm surprised some of the nuts here in kingman didn't go out there i and, bet and you take part of them because because i thought that that, that, that there, one there, guy there, did there are people that give it time train for this stuff one of the guys did though because um there was already our friend that works for one of the new I, I don't want to say his name but um works for one of the media outlets yeah posted a story about um how he had gone there he had gone and he was talking about how he's one of those idiots he said he was there and everyone was mm-hmm. peacefully protested and he was just part of the peaceful protesters and he is not one of them who went into the capitol but he suspects he highly suspects that it was Antifa disguised and they were the ones that went in there. So I'm going to say it on our podcast right now. So all of you guys are in, in case anyone's listening that might think it's Antifa or let's, let's explain what Antifa is. Antifa is anti-fascism. So if you, if any of you out there think that Antifa might've had anything to do with this, you need to contact the FBI Okay, and you need to turn them in then to, because the FBI has asked for tips. Now, I am going to warn you, if you make false claims to the FBI, you can get in trouble for that too. So, go ahead. You have the information now. Well, and this is the reason the president was uh, banned from Twitter and Facebook this week too, because inciting further violence over the next 12, how many days do we have left? 12 days? Less than that, probably right. 10, minutes, 10 11 days. Anyway, and, and, and just a, just a, a a legal point of order here is that um, the First Amendment protects you protects your right to speech from government censorship. Um, Twitter is is a private business. Facebook is a private business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Twitch, um, all these other groups, uh, even Shopify has banned Trump. Um, they're all private businesses, and, and if they want to do that, they have the they absolutely have the, the ability to do that. Um, I will say that um, I, I think it was like Laura Ingram made the point that you know this is this is exactly what China would do. Actually, what China would do is they would force uh, companies like private companies like Twitter to carry the government's message. So, right. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think I think it's just it's not it's not communism. It, this is actually capitalism. Uh -huh. uh, if the person is bad, if, if a person is bad for your brand, you get them away from your brand. You oh my God! Yeah. Do you think that maybe some people actually are realizing that capitalism isn't all that it's cracked up to be? Do you think there might that there might be a breakthrough? Well, I'm not saying capitalism isn't great, but. Maybe there should be a blend. Well, yeah, Peter, you're a lawyer. Could could say something happened. Some well, people died. Could Facebook or Twitter be responsible if if these actions were organized on that platform? Um, you know, I don't. I don't know what the. You'd have to have somebody that really knew what federal communications law is. Um, I know, in you know, I I'm in the state of Tennessee. Um, I know in the state of Tennessee, um, if you're in a bar and there's a bar fight and somebody gets hurt at your bar, it's very difficult to prove that the bar is um, responsible for the injuries that happened because they're not responsible for every single person that that's inside the bar. Right. I but the the caveat the caveat is is that if they had pr prior knowledge that there was going to be a fight at the bar and then they did nothing to prevent that, uh, then yeah, they can be held held accountable. And and so I don't know. I think I think a lot of these companies like Facebook will say, well, um, you know, again, everybody knew they were doing this. You know, um, I, I think they'll say, look, look, we're just a, we're just a messaging board. You know, people. It it, it would be so much as like. It'd be like holding a telephone pole responsible because, you know, um, nobody found your missing cat. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that they'll probably get off on that. I think more so is what, what these guys really want to avoid is they want to avoid the government coming in and uh, kind of managing them, you know, in any sense uh, or, or way. Um, they don't want... Um, they hate so regulations. They don't want the yeah. scrutiny, and and right now um, in Europe, um, the EU is looking at whether companies like Google, companies like Facebook, have suppressed competition, and so that's that's what they really don't want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't want that kind of uh, stuff. So this definitely. Is, so let me put it this way: it's in their best interest to be as cooperative as possible, and it seems like they are. You know. Mm -hmm. um, once you got past the Antifa part of it. Um, the other thing people were saying is um, that I was getting on my end. Well, what about Portland? How come you weren't outraged about that? And right. my argument was, well, I, I'm, all, I'm all for protests on either side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go out. Peaceful. Peaceful protests, yes. Go out. So get, your, right. get your feelings known. Stand up for what you believe in. I draw the line at the rioters and the looters, and I, I've expressed that before. In, in Portland, because it takes away the from the message. Now, now the focus is on the destruction. It's not the point you're trying to get across. I can see why people are angry on both sides, but definitely, 
I don't stand for the rioting and looting. And if and they say, well, how come you weren't outraged about Portland? Well, then how come you, these people aren't outraged about what happened at the Capitol? I know. I it mean, goes the, the, these both ways. these are the people that claim to be well, the patriots, right? Yeah, we're all yeah. yeah they you, always you, call us traitors. Like, you, you always get that whataboutism, you know. And and I, I, I two points. Like, I think my first point would be is that um, intent matters. Um, if the intention at you know, in Portland is to basically call, um, call attention to, um, ra- uh, to racial profiling, to police abuse, to brutality, uh, then, you know, then that's one thing. Uh, I think with the people in, the, where the difference comes in with the, what happened at the Capitol and what also happened at multiple other capitals, including Georgia and Arizona, is that um, the intent was to go in and usurp the government and overthrow the government and this is these are democratically elected leaders and and that's just completely different you know um exactly not the same and then number two is like is is anybody who says well well yeah how could they be antifa you know what they're not being serious don't take them seriously they're being they're being it's a bad faith argument you know and i would i just i would just like roll my eyes and look the other way they're doing what they're doing exactly what donald trump has taught them blame someone else I, I don't want to be held responsible about. for it. Blame somebody else. This is what we yeah. do. This is what their this is what their orange king has taught them. But yeah, like the right. like and another point to the BLM protests. Those are protests about equality. This was not a protest about equality. This was no protest about equal rights. There there was nothing that had to do with that. I don't it, it, it was it, a takeover. Right, it, it, it was it was a lesson in how decentralized governments work, though. I mean, I mean, I think like, I, um, you know, we I think we we're, we're all raised on you know watching TV and these narratives, you know, like the Patriot, you know, with Mel Gibson charging across and like, hey, we we're gonna win our independence by the by taking you know defeating Cornwallis at Lexington, you know, and, and you know. It's really more complicated than that. You can't. Nobody just wins after one battle. You know, there's this whole thing of you know the, the fact that England had to truck everything over from England to, to the Americas. You know, there's there's these residual costs, and you know, not to mention the fact that England spent the next 100 years trying to economically suffocate America. You know, it, the war wasn't over. It wasn't decided then. It, these guys went into the capital and they thought that just by taking the capital over, that they somehow won the game. And, you know, meanwhile, you know, we're a decentralized government. We have government. We have 50 states. You can't. It doesn't work that way. You know, you, I felt like the woman off that, you know, off that Geico commercial. Like, this is not the way it works. You know, um, like, like, I know. And it's like, it's sad because, like, I see where they're coming. Like, OK, those movies make them feel all patriotic and whatnot. And they think and things might have been like that back then. But what they don't realize is the people that they think that have their back don't fucking have their back. Like we're run by business now. We're run by big business. And they and they're not understanding that. It's like there is no there is no something coming in to take away your rights. That's all business and that's all the rich. It is not what you think it is. It's not people who look different than you that's doing this to you. You like times aren't like that anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, MJ. Well, it's the person that fired them up. It got them to into a froth to get them to march onto the Capitol. 
all those people then abandoned them. They, where did Trump go? Where did Giuliani go? Where did Donald Trump Jr. go? <laughs> They're you not going to stick around. Yeah, they did their they, job. They start, They threw the yeah. gasoline on the fire. Let it burn. You know? <laughs> you know, it, it, like history is full of hucksters. You know, um, the one that, that really pops into my mind is in Arkansas, there's this, um, there's this beautiful, beautiful hotel called the, the Crescent Hotel. And at the Crescent Hotel, a, a guy from Iowa who said he had the cure for cancer um, opened up this opened up a business there, and people from all over the country would go there to get cancer treatment. And and he didn't have any cure. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing, and he was doing stuff like um, operating on people and then filling their brain with like uh, like sawdust and stuff like that. I've heard of that. Yeah, and, and, and it got so many people started dying, and they didn't want to call any attention to the fact that they were they were just bringing out loads of bodies and burying them in the fields, and so they started basically burying the people into the walls of the basement of the hotel, and um, gross. And, and, and so when they went in there, yeah, the, the, the bodies were stacked into the bottom floorboards and, and into the walls. They were putting them into the walls. And they would have the people write three letters. And so even after they died, um, they could continue sending letters back to their families asking for more money. You know, this is kind of like, um, you know, I'm sorry, but Giuliani and that bunch, they're, they're another group of hucksters who have sold mm-hmm. these people um, – who, who genuinely care about this country. You know, I think that tr- a lot of Trump people really do. They care about the country. Right. They're frustrated. They feel like it's not working for them. And um, and these guys are, um, you know, somebody that they can relate to, and they've kind of bought into their narrative of what needs to be done. And, and, it, and it's all snake oil, you know. Um, right. it, it's, it's almost like a Simpsons episode where, you know, Bart sells somebody something, and then they're like, oh, well, this will protect me from, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z. And then they go and do it, and they're like – getting crushed and and you know you know and then bart's like oh god i really made i really messed up this time you know so um yeah i i I, um i i I, part of you feels bad you know like (laughs) there was one person who got crushed you know with her don't tread on me sign and they the irony trampled her to death the irony in that i mean and it's funny and sad kind of i mean as the joke should, is you know. funny, right? You know. <laughs> well, how, 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 about, yeah. how, how about the guy that tased himself in the balls? To tell you, uh, <laughs> right. He had a heart attack. Right. I mean, oh my god, I shouldn't laugh, but or, how can you or, not? In the balls. The, the one guy that that like filmed himself for like a month doing ranger training just for this special event, and then had a heart attack on on the march up to the Capitol. You know, I mean. Um, I mean, I feel stupid like when I put on a glove and accidentally punch myself in the stomach. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I can't. I feel so like mean laughing, but I can't help it. You, you know. <laughs> you just, what can you do? You have to laugh to keep from crying. You know, you know right? Mitt, Mitt Romney probably said it best when he was just like, look, part of being a leader is that you have to, um, you have to tell, tell your supporters the truth. Even if that's not easy, Biden won. He just he, he won. You right. know? So just yeah. move on. I, like, yeah, I, I get think, over I it. I think it was called. I think that's called integrity. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I was I was kind of surprised by the things like McConnell and Lindsey Graham were saying that night on the Senate floor. <laughs> but then you realize, oh, they're just rats jumping off the sinking boat, you know, trying to save their own that, careers. Like speaking of yeah. rats. So, yeah, when they were talking about DeVos and whatnot and Chow uh, resigning. Yeah. I'm like, my first thought was like, I'm like, there's got to be a reason they're doing this finally now. There has to be a reason, you know, like, and people were like, oh, yeah, look at this, you know, but I'm like, there's got to be a reason. So then I finally have learned, you know, somebody had mentioned that it's like, no, because the cabinet has to vote in order to invoke the 25th Amendment. And they didn't want to have to do that. So they're just chicken shits. There's still there's still no rede- no redemption with them. Even on our show. No redemption. <laughs> <laughs> no reality either. <laughs> I didn't do a shameless plug see, there, guys. See, that, that, that's that's why the right won't listen to listen to our podcast, because it's reality redemption. Right. Two things they don't know nothing a about. One, two, punch. <laughs> but, yeah. You, 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 have, you have to appreciate uh, the Lindsey Graham, because, you know, if there ever was a weather vane. That little um, left Somebody out. who could. It's somebody who just really can predict, you know, just went with the, went with, you know, he's, um, you know, he, he goes with whatever the, what direction the wind's blowing. And, you know, it, when Trump he's was in the power. He's the sweetest dog ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, my favorite Lindsey Graham story is that um, when he ran for president, um, he, his favorite thing was to go to Applebee's and, uh, and a lot of times like, <laughs> Like, well, well, he just was there by himself and he's on the campaign trail and these campaign trails are really brutal and they're long. And and so um, there was a reporter that wrote about the fact that he followed Lindsey Graham from Iowa to New Hampshire to um, uh, to the, you know, the South Carolina and that, you know, he could always find him at an Applebee's. You know? and so the Onion did like this great cover of you know, Lindsey Graham, you know, hoping that the hoping that the server comes back so he could have a conversation, you know, so, oh. anyway. I wonder, do you wonder if these Applebee's that he visited, do they have like the celebrity wall where they have his picture up, Lindsey Graham's been here? Or are they They too embarrassed? They have the Lindsey Graham, they have the Lindsey Graham menu. Hey, 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 you know know when he held held his rallies that probably 10 people went to? I wonder if they did like that. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Right, right. it was unlimited potato boats, you know, so... Hey, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why we don't call these people what what they are. They, they were domestic terrorists. terrorists. Okay, terrorists. thank you. And yeah. and speaking of domestic terrorists, um, you know, Peter now lives in Tennessee, but he yeah. was from Kingman. You had yeah. interactions with the most notorious American terrorist ever, Tim oh, McVeigh. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So um, when I when I graduated, um, so when I was in school, and I, I know you guys know. Um, you guys are good friends with Aaron Ricca, and I, I've known mm-hmm. Aaron since like seventh, seventh grade. Uh, and I, I would like to say I'm, I think I'm the only, I'm the first uh, roadrunner that you guys have had on your show. Um, I went to uh, La Sanita. I don't know if can you guys did I lose audio? Yeah, no, no, you're, no you're I'm still, still there. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So, so I went to I went to La Sanita um, Elementary School, and um, and and then, so we were the roadrunners. Um, but so when I. In, in, in Kingman, when you graduate, there were you either had um, you went to college, you either went to the military, or you know you went down and, and, and found a job somewhere. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of in between. I didn't have a lot of money. 
Um, and so the best path for me to go to college was just go to MCC for a couple of years, Mojave Community College. And so what I did, I, went, I enrolled in there. Um, I had an English class that went from 6, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And um, uh, Tim McVeigh and Michael Fortier were in my, were in my class. Mm-hmm. And um, they sat, Mike, uh, Tim sat behind me and Michael Fortier was, was uh, I think, a couple seats over. And, um, and yeah, they, uh, so they were in there. Um, it, it was uh, definitely an experience. Um, and so Michael Fortier uh, was a massive asshole. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating in the least. Uh, he, he was constantly screaming about stuff and about his rights. Uh, he, he, our English, so in our English professor, why he wasn't open, but you could kind of had a, a good feeling that he was probably gay. And so, um, Michael called him out and he called him a, uh, um, democratic voting communist, uh, uh, faggot you know mm-hmm. that was his word not mine I, that's not a word that i would use but he right. called him that and then the, the professor was like how dare you call me that and he's and michael says well are you a democrat and he says well yeah i am he says well there you go you know and oh um, my god yeah it, 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 he was really upfront about it you know all democrats were communists and stuff like that um he i remember he carved a swastika into his into his hand you know wow. um but it, That's so some Charles Manson shit. Jeez. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was some. It was. It's. It was some meth behavior stuff. I mean, he was. He was. Michael was a junkie. Um, uh, but um, and, and and in between, so our, our class started at six, and then it went to nine, and then in between, we had an hour, like a kind of like a fifteen minute break. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael and um, and. Uh, Tim would would go onto the you know if you've been to MCC before you they have those trailers in the back yeah you know okay. and so we were in one of the back trailers and they would walk out to the side and they would smoke a joint on the side of the trailer and it would waft into the building and everybody would be like Jesus Christ like you know and so the I went out there and they were smoking a joint and I was like look everybody could smell the joint like and Michael's like telling me like he's like man fucking mind your own business I'm like you know what dude. You can do that, or you could wait until the sheriff comes by because they patrol the parking lot and they could fucking smell the joint. Like I'm trying to help to you. Yeah, I was. I was trying to do him a solid, you know. Yeah. And and so Tim was like, "Dude, let's let's." I'm like, "Just go to your fucking car like everybody else does here." All right. Smoke a joint, you know? Duh. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. Like, have you never been on lunch break? You know, have you never worked at Safeway? You know, um, <laughs> that's what you do on your break. Um, and so. Um, Michael got kicked out of class just for being a complete asshole. He, he had this one where he went on this rant about how um, uh, he couldn't be expected to turn in his paperwork because, you know, he was just came back from the, the Persian Gulf and he was killing Arabs. And, and, and Tim would laugh about that. And I would be like, why is that funny to you? And he was like, because uh, Michael Fortier never left, uh, you know, Kuwait city. He never fucking, he was in an office the entire time, you know, um, mm-hmm. And he was just basically lying his ass off. Um, and so after he got kicked out, um, the teacher came to me and, and he was like, um, you know, Mike, uh, he said, like, Tim won't let me work with him. And you guys are about the same age. And so he seems to like you. Do you mind helping him out? And so um, I said, sure. You know, and, 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 he, and the, the professor was like, look, he's he just got back from war. And, you know, we're all trying to help him out here, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, obviously it was really difficult over there. And we're trying to help him adjust. He's like, but that, that being said. Um, 
uh, if he's really rude to you, you know, just come and tell me and I'll take care of it. You know, and I think like one is just that's something that's always stuck with me just because the sheer humanity of this guy who was ridiculed by both of these people um, for being for being gay, you know, for his sexual preference, something that he has no control over, still had the sense of humanity to really try to reach out to this troubled guy, you know, and make mm-hmm. him feel welcome and try to give him a good start at an education. Um, and he did. And so. And McVeigh did have PTSD. I mean, the, the good on the professor for knowing that. I mean, because it did. I've watched a documentary yeah. on him, and he talked about how he wanted to sign up for the military because he liked mm-hmm. guns and had, like, a huge obsession and fascination with them, like a lot of the people around here. So he wanted to, and he thought that, you know, he would want to go over there and do that. Yeah. And he said, I guess he said that he had to go over there, and he killed he killed people and that he felt awful Chip, about Chip. it and started feeling yeah. bad about the United States and realizing stuff about the United States. And yeah, like a lot of people, Tim was a complicated guy. Um, he right. wanted to be a writer. Um, he wanted uh-huh. to be an author. Um, that being said, he was also a virulent racist. Um, right. He, uh, I mean, he gave, he's bad too. Yeah. 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 He gave me his book. Um, we got talking about, um, uh, Iraq and in in uh, the Gulf War, and he said, you know, um, the reason we went to war there is because George Bush's family owns ninety percent of the Kuwaiti uh, oil. He's invested heavily in Kuwaiti oil, and I'm like, okay, you know, and, and you know, that's that's a, that's kind of an interesting thing, and I, I wouldn't, you know, I w- I, probably. And then we got talking, and then it was like, you know, uh, the Jews control the banks, and they're trying to, you know, they're manipulating the currency of the world, and I'm You're just like, like whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 like, dude, yeah, calm down, I'm dude. Like, I, I can't really get with that man. And, 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 you know, and they're all communists. And, and so he gave me this book called the uh, protocols of the elders of Zion. And uh-huh. this is going to sound really familiar, but so there's a cabal of bankers and they're in league with like the Hollywood elite. And they basically go out and kidnap other people's children's children and sell them as sex slaves and do all this other really shady stuff. And, and the, the people that are behind this are this, this cabal of Jewish bankers that are doing all this, you know, um, if it sounds a little bit like the Q, um, the conspiracies, it's because it basically is like all QAnon is, is that rebranded. Yeah. And he also like, wasn't another one of his Bibles, like the Turner Diaries, and they always talk about how, like the radio, there's a radio show I listen to, and the host always says, yeah, it's a really poorly written book that, like, McVeigh really based all of his shit off of. The the Turner Diaries, the Turner Diaries comes down to, and he did, he had a copy that he would carry with him of the Turner Diaries. So, it yeah, like a Bible. To, uh-huh. Yeah, a, a group of, a, and he was, he had it highlighted and stuff like that. Um, and, um, it, it, so the Turner diaries is that there's this race war and that, um, group, a group of patriots, um, who happen to be white, um, defeat the, uh, uh these, uh, black people that tried to overthrow and it's, it's the, uh, black people into the race traders. So people that are sympathetic to, um, um, uh, racial equality. And the, one of the, 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 the reason they defeat them is because, um, all the people that are not white are carrying AK-47s, which are not as accurate as the M-16s, you know? And, and I mean, um, yeah, and, and not a whole lot of thought put into that, you know? Um, but, no wonder yeah, the was, host says it's like poor, so poorly written. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, so 
so that was yeah, that was a big thing for him, you know. Um, he also um, he was adamantly he was really um, upset, uh, emotionally upset about Waco. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think he said that his his ex wife was at Waco, mm-hmm. and um, the one thing that really set him off was when he was in uh, the Gulf War. They would use phosphate and shoot phosphate uh, phosphate rounds um, at uh, targets and you know, when phosphate explodes, uh, they use it kind of like an incendiary or like, you know, uh, to, uh, to, to basically like a smoke grenade. But one of the side effects is phosphate is it burns like extremely hot. And when it gets on your skin, it doesn't stop burning and it will basically burn people all the way down to the bone. Um, and oh. uh, several countries have like called for it to be banned and, and use of warfare. The United States is like one of the only few countries that still uses it regularly. Um, and so yeah. when they threw the flashbang grenades in at Waco, um, you know, when they explode, they shoot phosphate, they shoot that powder on people. And, and, and Tim was really upset about that, you know, and um, he would get just really emotional, um, uh-huh. you know, and, and he would also come in just he would smoke, you know, he would smoke uh, uh, <laughs> he'd smoke meth with with uh, with Michael, you know, in between breaks. I remember one time he came in and he was shaking so bad that he couldn't hold his pencil. And um, that we had to read different passages from like these books, and um, the teacher was calling on him. The professor was like, you know, uh, okay, Tim, can you read this passage? And he couldn't read, you know, because he was so amped up on meth. And so he would he would he would tell me, he's like, hey, I need you to read this for me. And I'd be like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, it, he, he was he was a mess. Yeah. What, what was Michael Forte's role in the bombing? So, so, so Tim was actually from, he wasn't from Kingman. Yeah, Michael he, he, he was, was right. Tim was from the outside Buffalo, New York, right? Upstate New York somewhere. Uh, I, I, I don't know where, I don't, I don't remember where he was. I know he was stationed in Fort Benning in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that was probably like, you know, the first time that he'd ever been around anybody that was not white, you know? And so it was kind of a big shock to him. Um, but so Michael, Michael, one was got got Tim. I think hooked on drugs. Um, he brought Tim to Kingman, and and he kind of rode with Tim all the way up until the point where Tim was going to go do the bombing, and then oh. he kind of jumped ship. And you know, you know, but, but you know, Michael had it was Michael and his wife, and Tim stayed with them, and he like slept on their couch and stuff. So, okay, and isn't Michael in witness protection now? Yeah, he did. He cut a deal, and he he he's off somewhere. Um, you know, I I I I've got to believe that he's probably he's probably killed himself in an overdose or something like that by now. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he I mean, when I met him, the dude was a mess. You know, uh-huh. um, and Tim Tim wasn't too far off. You know, but he, he Tim at least had aspirations. You know, Michael's aspiration was just to get stoned and you know and get corked. So. Hmm. That's crazy. Wow. Do we have anything King, positive to talk about? <laughs> well, you know, should the, we go back to the lobster? It, it, yes, Let's talk about yes, the lobster. Yes, we started off before we got on here. We um we did the lobster tail with the whiskey lemon fusion funk, and oh my god, was it delicious! And can I just yeah. say, um, if if our listeners have seen the movie Splash, I went Daryl Hannah on that. Like I, <laughs> I like oh, yeah, was, MJ was trying to be polite and using a fork and i'm like 
I don't really see any other way to get into this lobster other than me just breaking this with my hands and getting in there. <laughs> I love food yeah. that you can eat with your hands. I love it. <laughs> oh, and, oh, yeah. And then, then dip, dipping into the butter with the whiskey lemon uh, mixed in with it. Oh, yeah. that's so delicious. It's like that sauce was like ecstasy. If there's any people out there who still have like a waterbed and you're going to like be trading it in, you know, maybe... I don't know. Just put that all over it and just like swim around in that. We still have some of that butter left. I think. I think after the show, we're gonna do shots of it. Yeah, I'm like oh, I want to drink it. So tasty. Oh man. Oh, thank you. That means so much. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. I, I really after after being in politics, um, you know, for so long, and I think the the one. Th- I, uh, I've, I've had way too many instances or experiences with terrorism. Um, and I, I really needed to do something. Um, in 2008, we were getting ready to go to the, the Democratic convention and a guy walked into our office with a gun and started shooting people Whoa. and he killed my boss. Wow. And, um, and, and I was down the hall when it started happening. And I remember thinking like, you know, are those balloons? And then I saw, um, this, you know, people screaming and you see people running and then you realize, nope, those are not balloons, you know? And so we kind of barricaded ourselves in our office for a couple minutes. And then we, I remember opening the door and my first instinct was like, I have to get everybody out of the office, you know, because there'd been other, other instances where people would walk into headquarters and just started just executing people room by room by room. And so I, I went in and I went room t- and I told everybody like, get out, you know, get out. And I helped evacuate all my workers, and then I found my boss who was bleeding from his head, and there was this pool of blood everywhere. And I like got down, like took my shirt off, and I wrapped it around his head. And I, I, uh, I, I called uh, the hospital, and um, you know, um, uh, and uh, anyway, just did everything I could until paramedics showed up. Um, it, w- it was crazy because like uh, the, the police were clearing the gun, the, clearing the room, and they got to my room. I look up and there's a cop with his uh, with his gun drawn, and I'm just like, "Look, man, I, I did not do this. I'm, I'm just trying to help." And um, so he he was like, "Is there anybody else in the room?" I said, "No. I, I'm as far as I know, I'm the only one." And um, anyway, he came back. They cleared the room. The paramedics showed up, and I was just so relieved because I just did not want to be there anymore. Um, but you know, I, I worked on a couple campaigns afterwards, and I was just filled with this overwhelming sense of just. Um, you know, that, that things were falling apart and we needed to have something to bring people together. And um, one of the things that just, it's, especially being, I was living in the South at the time, and in the South, there's three things that bring people together. It's either football, it's either uh, church, or it's food. And and so food was something that I could do. You know, I, you know, um, I couldn't play football and I've never been much of a church person, but, you know, I could do food. And so I'd I just put food all too. my... Yeah. Yeah. And I've just put all of my passion into that. I mean, like that. So the whiskey, I worked for over a year on it. Um, and um, we take the sea salt, we put it in a whiskey barrel and then we do a cold smoke. Um, and then it infuses the flavor of whiskey in with the, with the salt. And then we blend that with lemon pepper and that really gives it like a really good citrus smoky flavor. It's kind of like a nice one, two punch. And so, um, we've, we've done that with a lot of our stuff. Um, hey, let's go back, let's, let's go back to plug the company. Um, Bootsy's Delta Funk Barbecue. 
Um, and do you have a website where they, people can order this? That, well, mm-hmm. they can get it on Amazon, yeah, right? Yeah. And if you live yes. in Kingman, you can get it at West, West of Third. And, but then do you have an official website where they can buy from also? We do. We do. And it's, it's, uh, it's uh, www.bootsies, B-O-O-T-S-I-E-S, bbq.com. And you can there. And, and yeah, I think, um, uh, so, but yeah, uh, you, you can go down there. You can buy our stuff. Um, I was really fortunate. I met this guy who his family started making barbecue a hundred years ago. And, um, he had these sauce recipes and then I had some ideas for, for seasonings and we just kind of really formed up, um, and started the company. And, um, he had a, he had his brother-in-law who was with, uh, um, Samsung and he'd worked in the Samsung marketing division. He did all the labels for us and the labeling is just fantastic. You know, I mean, it's very unique. It pops. And so, um, yeah, uh, and so we've got these great recipes. Everything is all natural ingredients. Um, it's, it's like a hundred years old. So they didn't have high fructose corn syrup. At least they didn't, you know, they didn't have, they hadn't conceptualized it as yet. So, you know, we just kind of make things the way we made it a hundred years ago and it's just really worked for us. So. Right. Like you can read all the ingredients. Like you can, <laughs> you can pronounce them yeah, if you're a normal, it. if you're not a scientist. Like we have, we have some sing in front of us now. We have the uh, sweet and smoky barbecue sauce. Uh, we have the sweet heat funk, which makes spectacular air fried chicken wings. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Those were good. Lemon fusion the, funk. We have the white sauce. That was good with the salmon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. The, the white sauce I named after, um, there's this awesome dive bar in Memphis called the High Tone Cafe. And oh, okay. um, it's... And so that's where we got the, we, it just seemed to fit. Um, the funk, you know, if, if, if anyone's ever grown up in Kingman, um, you know that, you know, you kind of, you do your weekends, you do your, the daily grind, and then you go to Laughlin uh, for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and so when we were there, you know, when I, you know, you know, you know, I was at MCC and, you know, my friends, we'd all just haul ass and go to Laughlin for the weekend. We, every single night ended at the loser's lounge. And yes. there were these guys that, that were, that were, there were, they were a couple years ahead of us in school. And, um, I remember because in school they had like this death metal band, but they played in Laughlin and they would play funk music. And that was like, you know, like Casey and the high, the sunshine band, they played the gap band. They played, um, you know, uh, Rick James, you know, and it was just like awesome, you know, and everybody like for, for the, the best part of it was like all the, you know, girls were on the dance floor dancing, you know, and that's what you wanted to do. Right. You know, if you were like 21 years old, 22 is you wanted to go there and you wanted to meet some girls. And so that's like, you know, you want, you have to have good music. And so funk music. So the funk has always stayed with me, um, you know, as just like the epitome of like what a good time sounds like. You know, and it's from like those nights of, you know, those weekends of going to Laughlin at like, you know, you know, nine o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock at night and not coming back home until seven in the morning, you know, because you're hey. losers all night long. So, yeah. Losers Lounge. What, what did the, what does Bootsy stand for? So Bootsy is my, my, uh, my partner, Adrian, that's his daughter's nickname was Bootsy. Oh, and okay. so, so he named it after his daughter and they were, you know, he, he had, 
he was uh, in the Navy and he retired and moved from Chicago back to Mississippi where his family was from and where all these, these lines of sauces came in. And so it was, it was me, Adrian, and then Anish, um, who was our, our, um, our other partner. He was the one that did the, the labeling for us. And um, Adrian kind of came into some financial difficulties where he just kind of had to, he just couldn't do the company anymore. And so um, he got bought out by my wife, Claire. And she came in and she bought out his stuff. And she's been really helpful for us because um, she has like a medical background. And so she's been able to really help out with like a lot of the, the cooking and, you know, just kind of orga- mostly the organizational structure, you know, um, of, of really organizing things. And, and you know, she uh, gets other nurses to come and help out, you know, if, if people need, um, you know, to, to make some extra money on the weekends, you know, they'll come out and we'll do a production run and, and you know. Um, we'll pay them and stuff like that. You know, we pay everybody $12 an hour. It's really important for me to have a, you know, I, one is I wanted a company that is fun and something that brings people together. The other one is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a dream to be able to have a company where you, where if your friends need some extra money, they could come in and you could, you could pay them a good wage and, you know, they could, you know, walk away with, you know, some money in their pocket. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you. Hey, how hot is your hottest funk, like on the heat index? So, the hottest funk we 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 were actually started off using like a smoked habanero, and I really liked it. But our supplier um, closed down, and we couldn't get it anymore. And so, the only stuff that I could get my hands on was the scorpion pepper that that clocks in like at a million Scoville. And we've kind of we kind of taper it down and get it down to about a half a million. Um, in the in the hot sauce because a million is like way too much, but um, but the hot is it, sounds it, hot. It, it, we actually screwed up. Um, we were trying to we were looking for ways to cut costs um, and um, save ourselves some money, and so we said, you know what, we're going to make our own hot sauce, and that will help out with all this other stuff. And so we made it, and it was like hot as funk. And and I'm like, guys, uh, what are we going to do with it? like we had like 12 cases of this unbearably hot barbecue sauce. And so we just, that, that's how the hottest funk came into being is it was a screw up and um, we just we slapped the label on it and started selling it. You're know, like, well, this is the hot version guys, you know? So oh, I love it, hot it, stuff, yeah, it took off. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you've got a bottle coming to you. It should yeah. arrive. I think. Thank in, you very much. Yeah. It's like, I want to try it still, even though it's hot. Well, that's, that, that'll be next weekend. We'll, we'll prep something so, with that. I might hunt myself in the morning, but I'll probably enjoy it while I eat it. (laughs) A lot of stuff, you know, again, for for anything that's awesome, there's always women involved. And so on that, um, Adrian's wife is Indian, um, you know, from from South Asia, Indian. And um, she got a hold of these sauces and really started tampering with them. And so the the way we make bootsies is almost like uh, like an Indian dish, you know, where it's it's very layered and layer by layer. We take the spices and we express them in oil and just kind of heat them up to get the maximum flavor out of everything. We use whole um, um, spices and we grind them. We do a fresh grind. So, again, we maximize the flavor potential out of everything. And when we build the layers of this, the, the barbecue sauce, it's funny because it actually works in reverse. And so the last thing we add to the sweet and smoky is honey. We we have a, a local honey apiary that we buy like, you know, 80 gallons at a time. Mm. And, um, and so when it hits your palate, the first thing that goes is the last ingredient, which is honey. So the honey kind of melts on your palate. And then all of a sudden you get this flavor explosion 
you know, and it just takes off in your mouth, you know, and I, I always kind of compare it to uh, like Sly the Family Stone. Um, they have that, that song, I want to take you higher. You know, I wanted something, I wanted a flavor profile that was going to be like that. And so it just, it, it just rocket ships off there. The, the one thing about the hot though, is that the honey kind of encapsulates the hot. And then when it dissolves, it just, your mouth's on fire and you're like hurting and you're in pain. And We're so, going to test all it. And it's all of a sudden it's, it's gone and you're like, Hey, okay. Test it out. Snow's going to melt. <laughs> Yes, yes. I snow. Mel- I'm melting. I'm melting. What a, what a wicked world. What a wicked world. All right. Oh, um, yeah. Um, tell me about the crab cakes so Snow can hear about that. <laughs> we were talking about that. So, I like crab cakes. So I have a friend of mine that's from Chesapeake Bay. And if, you know, everybody knows that Chesapeake Bay is, and, and especially Baltimore and the Baltimore, Maryland area. Yeah. Is like that, that's like the, the, that's the capital. I've driven through there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, it's beautiful. I used to live in Virginia Beach, so I, I was right there on the bay. Okay. So I've got a, I've got a recipe and it, it, it calls for like some lump crab meat, definitely, you know, from Claw, which is like the best. And you mix it in with all these different ingredients and you add in a little bit of the white barbecue sauce. And then you have to you put it in this big bowl and then you 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 put it in the oven for 30 minutes and, and it, there's like cheese involved. And then you like get like a like a like an ice cream scooper and you scoop it out and then you just, you know, there you go. There's your cake and you can either uh, pound it flat, you know, or yeah. add a little breadcrumbs. You know, personally, I don't like breadcrumbs in my crab cakes, but, you know, if you do, you can add a little bit in there and um, it's awesome. It's really, really good. Sounds good. Um, and so you can make a sandwich out of it. You can just have it just straight as that. You know, you can pound it flat and then bake it a little bit more, and you have like a nice little crispy cake, or do like a little bit of fry on it. You know, so there's a lot of different different options there, but it is so good. I'm, we got to get a hold of I'm some not, crab meat, I'm hungry again. some crabs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we got so, some shipped in. Yeah. Part of part of the benefit of owning a food company is that, you know, we I, I have a membership to this warehouse and the warehouse is all over the, the all over the country. Um, and one of them is in in Las Vegas. And so I can get in there and I can get wholesale prices of bulk items. And, oh. and this stuff is it, it's like it's like the Costco of delicious food. Like, there, you know, there's like this wheel. Awesome. of like uh, We know what right? we're doing yeah. next time you're in town. Right. See, yeah. that's that's what I told you guys. I, I'm like, look, look, hold off. Wait until wait until I visit. I will when are you Vegas, coming? I will. I know. I, I will get you some like the like some delicious like Havarti dill inf- infused Havarti, you know. And we'll, Havarti's we will, the we will bomb. Party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a wheel. I'll come rolling in with like a wheel of cheese, you know. So, yeah. So. You, you know, we've been trying to figure out a way to make money on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We could sell tickets to this. <laughs> Yeah, folks, the yeah. podcast event of the year, right? Yeah, well, and 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 at least if anybody that you know thinks that um, you know, like I'm some sort of crazy, like crazy socialist, you know, um, <laughs> we we our, our barbecue does, I know, right? You could be right, but we do um, some of the stuff that I really like doing is we we go down to Oxford and um, we raise money for the Oxford PD, and we do um, we join we join up with local fraternities and sororities there. And we we basically do ribs and pork shoulder, and all the money goes to uh, to the Oxford Police Department, so they could buy new equipment. And you know, we do stuff for the fire department all the time. And um, cool. again, it, it's it, 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 there's barbecue brings people together, and it's it's something I think that 
you know, um, Anthony Bourdain said that barbecue might not be the road to peace, but it's a good start. And um, it's just, if you can have people together at a table, I know if you can have people together at, at a, at a picnic table, just, just sitting down and, and that I think you're going to see that sense of community, you know, have some, some music there. All of a sudden it won't matter if you're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, you know, you're a food supporter and you're going to just, I think people need to take a moment to sit down and have a, have a discussion like we used to. We should be saying we're here to support barbecue. Fuck what, fuck our other beliefs. This is, this is what it's about. You're allowed to talk about yeah. barbecue. You're allowed to talk about music. You're allowed to talk yeah. about movies. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cocktails. You can always talk about cocktails. All right. That's right. Well, you're going to have drinks. Yeah. yeah deep, deep, deep down, you know, when you're, when you're walking around town, for the most part, you don't, unless you're dressed in the gear, you don't look at people like, oh. I know. Are you walking that's, downtown going, that's, that's are you a Trump supporter? Or are you a, like, you're not doing that no, anyway. No, you just pass them, say, hey, how, how you doing? Have a nice Hi, day. How are you? And, you know, yeah. And, right. You get back well, to that. And, and, you know, I think I think we we just don't recognize the humanity in each other. You know, my boss that was killed. You know, I I, I he would used to take his kids to go to the movies. Um, he had two young children, and he would take them to the movies every weekend. You know, that was something that he did. You know, he he had he was a guy that you know he owned multiple car dealerships. He was very affluent and well to do, but he did stuff like that. You know, and and mm-hmm. we don't see people anymore. We I think there's a um, and I think that's part of a, a financial grift that's out there where they, it's just so much easier to see somebody as being like some sort of evil cabal. It's harder to see somebody as an evil cabal when you know that they, you know, that they spend time with their daughter, um, you know, throwing ball with her yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, those are the kind of things that you see, you know, it, in the South, um, uh, you know, barbecue was usually at a big event, you know, um, you, you, something big was happening and there was a, you know, 4th of July in Austin. Um, there, there is like one of the biggest barbecue events ever. And everybody comes together in Austin, Texas, and they eat barbecue and then they go and watch fireworks, you know, and they throw the football around and, you know, we need to get back to that. Yeah. We do. That's, Amen. That's my, that's my, that's my perspective. We're all, <laughs> we're all in this together. One big community. All right. Yeah. Sorry if I've been yawning a couple of times, um, because I feel like I had lobster Thanksgiving. I'm all sleeping. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm still hungry. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because like I'll I'll message uh, Snow, and it's like eight o'clock, and and I'll be talking to her, and then all of a sudden she's out. Like it's a like a command. Line, and she's just like like I'll, I'll be like, hey, like, a, like light switch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then she's like responding to me and she's like, Did you see that movie? And it's like got she got to the MOV and then it's out, you know. Uh, so <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't know. She, she, I, she I, I told her she needs to watch True Blood. I'm like, You need to watch True Blood and she like started I did the first start fifteen minutes it. of it and then fell asleep. I know, <laughs> I did start watching it and I did really like it. I need to get back to it because now like well, I'm sure it's on HBO Max. But then right when I got back into HBO Max, so it pops up that Adam Ruins Everything is in there. So I had to, fi- I had to finish my binge on that, you know? Like, Netflix uh-huh. only carries season one of it, and there's two more seasons. <laughs> I, I was too busy. Squirrel. I was too busy picking right? Cobra Kai. 
Oh yeah, oh, I know. There's like so much to watch. Who has the time? Yeah. Well, I have plenty of time right now. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> I won't have time till February. That's when things might slow down a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey Pete, this is really good having you on, and I'm sure we could go on and on, and but we'll have you back on again. Yeah, and when are you yeah. coming? When are you coming yeah, to Kingman? And hook us, hooking uh, us up with the uh, gourmet Costco stuff. <laughs> you know, my, 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 my parents, you know, I grew up, I, I was born in Kingman. I, you know, I grew up on Irving and Sierra Vista. And if anybody, you know, remembers what Irving and Sierra Vista was like, it was not a nice thing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up I grew up there, you know. So my, my parents still live in Kingman. You know, so I go back. I, I, I used to go back at least twice a year, you know, or, or try to. Um, but, um, it, because of the, the pandemic, I haven't been able to do that. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's, I can't even imagine going into a, a cylinder tube and flying across the country without being inoculated first, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, waiting for I, the you, vaccine too. How, how are your numbers out yeah. there in Tennessee? As far as that goes. Terrible. Terrible. Well, Tennessee is one of the worst states. Well, we're number one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well maybe Arizona yeah. won now, but Tennessee I think, was the I think worst. It was, well, we were, and in, in if you break it down into parts per billion, like how many people per million, I think North Dakota, South Dakota, one and two, uh, we're like in the top, we're in the top 10. Um, I know, again, my wife, she's a physician and she, um, she works at a clinic in, in Memphis and she'll call me and say like, you know, don't go outside, don't talk to anybody, just get in your car and go straight home. You know, it's, she's like, I've had 20 patients uh, and 18 of them are positive. And and the the one thing that really gets me is when this first started, I think we all we all heard we all know this guy. And it was like, well, I had it. I had this disease back in back in November. And before it even got here, I had it. I know, and you're like, right, right. Well, I, I already had it. I already had it. I don't need to wear. I don't need to wear a mask. We. She had a guy that came in, and he had been positive, and um, he came in after Christmas, and he was positive again. Wow. And she was like, well, you, yeah. You, she's like, you're positive. You got to go home. And he's like, no, 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 no. I had this back in July. She's like, well, guess what, buddy? You got it again. You know? This is round two, bud. <laughs> yeah. Two time winner. And he was pissed, you know. He was like, "Well, this is this is bullshit. There's no way I could have it again. I already had it. I already had it." Well, let me explain some things called antibodies. You know, <laughs> it's not, they it's wear not off. Like endless, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, this isn't this isn't Olive Garden, buddy. It's not all you could eat. You know, uh, uh, breadsticks. You know, <laughs> antibodies go away. So, well, science. Which I saw that <laughs> somebody ran a prank uh, that <laughs> that Olive Garden had revoked Sean Hannity's. Uh, pass for endless pasta and Sean Hannity spent an entire hour on the show yelling at Olive Garden, you know, about how dare they revoke his pasta. <laughs> so oh my and it was a joke. It wasn't even serious. <laughs> well, did you, did you hear, um, before we wrap up, um, I saw Hannity last night. He was going off on Anderson Cooper because Anderson Cooper said that um, people that broke into the Capitol, now free to go home, and they would probably be stopping at Olive Garden and Holiday Inn. And instead of the outrage about what happened at the Capitol, Handy was going off about Anderson Cooper complaining about Olive Garden and Holiday Inn. 
I know. Oh my so god, bad. how petty! Like what? Yeah, it's just smoking mirrors. What is wrong with you? Yeah. If you really want to have a good time, Google or go to YouTube and look up uh, Sean Hannity and karate. So Sean Hannity wanted to prove how tough he was and how he could beat people up. And so he went and did all these MMA stuff. And it's, it's like literally watching like the first 20 minutes of like the foot fist way. (laughs) (laughs) So hilarious. You know, Hannity used to be decent way back because he used to be a guest on a show. I was to Opie and Anthony and he was, he was even killed. I don't know what happened to him over the years. You know, making all that money changes a guy. I'm going to say, it's got to be money. But well, you're getting, you're getting bed with Donald Trump. It ruins you. Yeah. Well, okay, Pete, we got to wrap this up. Um, getting low on batteries on my recorder here. But it was uh, great great having you on finally. We wanted to have you on for quite a while. Yeah. And we are definitely going to have you on again. Um, and I love the shows where we get to eat. They're yeah, the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll have to do get more. Into, hey, um, on your website, do you have recipes on there? We do. We do. Yeah, so if you'd like, I, not as many as we should. Um, I, I, that's one of the things that I'm going to do better um, than the New Year's is I'm going to start doing more um, more recipes. So, yeah. And you guys, thank you so much for having me on. I, I listen to all your shows, and it's great. It's so hard to listen to your stuff because – I just want to say, like, I'm yelling at the radio, you know. Um, yes, it's so, working then. Yes. yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Success. <laughs> wait, wait, well, and, wait, and, wait. Are you, are you yelling with us or are you yelling at us? <laughs> no, no, I'm, like, I'm, yelling, I'm yelling in agreement. I'm yelling in agreement. And, and, and it's also, it, it, it honestly, it feels like, you know, we're, it feels like you're at a bar somebody, somewhere catching up with people, you know, especially when, like, Rick is on and, and uh, you know, I, I hear him, uh, you know, uh, talking and stuff like that. You know, it just reminds me of, you know, being at the Sundowner and just, like, you know, uh, throwing back a few t- long necks and just catching up on stuff. So, yeah, it's, cool. it's great to be a part of it. So thank you so well, much. thank for you the for the compliment. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. And if you want to... Um, talk oh, yeah, about yeah, your yeah, movies again one last time. One more plug on it for for your for your sauces and spices. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so oh, do you want me to? You want yeah, me to yeah, plug? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, you're yeah, probably better. Yeah, uh, you're better at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely check us out. Um, we've been doing this for about four years. Um, we've we've won some awards. Um, you know, I think our stuff's pretty good. Uh, it's all natural, which is important. And, um, you know, it's, if you, if you want to taste, uh, some deep Southern Delta food, uh, it's definitely the way to do it. And, uh, make sure you bring in, uh, bring in, bring in some family members and friends, you know, and, um, uh, and throw on some music and, uh, do a barbecue. Yes. And, uh, we do have a lot of listeners here in Kingman. So it is available at West of third. Go down and see Sarah Perry. Yes. Okay, and also available on Amazon and mm-hmm. your website, which is. Go ahead. Uh, w- uh, uh, com. 
And yeah, I, I mean, I'm always going to tell you guys, um, support local. West of Third has been really good to us, and they've they've just been so supportive. And um, they share with me all the stories of people coming in and talking about like, you know, different recipes they try, and it just means so much to me when I hear those stories. So yeah, it, support local, um, then buy from me, and then at the last thing, if you absolutely need it, it's in a pinch. Order from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Amazon last resort. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah, thank you so much, guys. I can't wait to listen to this. I'll probably be like really. I'm going to be so nervous. Hey, hey, so, uh, hey you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> uh, I'll send you the links and uh, you know post it. Um, and for our listeners out there, um, you know we're on we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're now on Pandora, Google Podcast. Um, thank and you. we're on Amazon also. Oh. Amazon Music too. Yeah, we are yeah. on that too. Last resort I, I, or I, no? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I listen to you guys. I guys, I have you guys queued up on my Spotify. So yeah. All right. Cool. Thank That's you. Awesome. All right. And so to the listeners, uh, follow us on Instagram, reality redemption, um, Facebook page, um, leave us feedback there. And, uh, Pete, we will talk to you soon. Okay. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Okay. I appreciate y'all. All right. Thank bye. You. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.